This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 94 of the Animaniacast. Please stop. We know you could honor us like this all night. Yeah, but who wants to be honored by a lot of nobody peoples? Tonight, we will perform many feats of astoundingness with our furry friends of much training. Yeah, you will have no choice but to give us many curtain calls, I assure you. And now, we require three volunteers from the audience to come forward and assist us in our fantastic deeds of magic. You will receive no pay, so don't even ask. Very well, we consent to pick you. You appear to be strange monkey creatures. What are you? We're the Warner Brothers. And the Warner Sister. We love magic shows. And men in tights. Speak for yourself. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again from California, it's my brother, Nathan. Hi, I'm a pretty girl. How's it going? <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. <laughs> I'm glad, Kelly, that you did not pick up the other. And I'm his sister. Or I'm yep. his sister. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. How is everyone doing today on this delightful? We're recording this in the first day of November. Ooh. I ate too much candy. Yeah, day after <laughs> Halloween is always too much candy. We had a lot of trick-or-treaters, but uh, Nathan, do you get any trick-or-treaters knocking at your no, doors? No, none. Yeah. I live in like an apartment complex. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think many people come to the apartments. And for me, <laughs> they all come from the apartments, then go to my house, because it's like, mm-hmm. I had lines of like, like literally like 15 kids in a row, just boom, 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 boom. So my trick-or-treating, handing out candy was over in an hour, and I had a huge bag too. But that's that. Anyway, how's, how's, how's Halloween in Georgia, Kelly? Any, any folks doing oh, stuff we, there? We had a few people come by, and um, that was about it. <laughs> well, now we're moving on, of course, and we're with a very spooky episode. Not really at all. Uh, I guess the only scary thing is, is that this is episode 94 of Animaniacs, which means there's just a few episodes of Animaniacs left to talk about. Boo, 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 scary. Um, Does that mean we just start all over and watch them all again? Go all over again? Well, yeah. we probably will from time to time, I'm sure. Especially Hearts, with... of, Hearts of Twilight demands a rewatch. I agree. We need to do some... Oh, and Wally Lama. And Wally Lama, of course. I think what we really need to do is get some of the directors and stuff on the show, and then we get to do some director's commentaries and stuff of those episodes. Or those oh, cartoons. we just watch it with them and then exactly. have them talk over it. <laughs> talk over it and then you get to you get to boot i don't know well there's lots of different things but we also need to figure out what we're going to talk about after animaniacs and in between now and say the reboot 
that'll be coming up in the fall of 2020. So what we need you to do is head on over to survey.animaniacast.com, folks, and just let us know. Should we talk about Pinking the Brain, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, or maybe a little combination of all of those? So we have a lot of people that have sent in their responses, but uh, we still want to make sure that your vote is cast. We're just, you know, hey, election day is coming up for us as well. So while you're in line voting, (laughs) you can go and go to... uh, it's survey.animanicast.com and uh, vote there too. Let us know what we should talk about. But today we're talking about episode 94. It includes two segments, really uh, Magic Time and The Brain's Apprentice. Uh, Kelly, Nathan, what would you say to somebody if they asked you, hey, what was this episode all about in a few words? Animal abuse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> People would be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and Nathan, what about you? Uh, a, a magical episode, I guess I would say. <laughs> Which is the complete opposite. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, these are two. <laughs> what is it about animal abuse? Oh, it's a magical episode. <laughs> I am so confused and a little worried about Nathan. Um, <laughs> but um. I guess, well, technically, I mean, the Animaniacs have gone up against some, like, isn't every episode with Slappy Squirrel and one of her, uh, like, Walter Wolf about animal abuse, though, really, when you think about it? There's a yeah, lot of cartoons. Yeah, but, <laughs> not but the those guys were treating the lion and the oh, elephant. That's a lot different. Not, we'll get into it. Yes. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool, guys. Um, <laughs> well, before we talk about it, let's go ahead and talk about when this episode first premiered, and Nathan, do you have that information? I do have that information. So this episode first premiered on May 9th of 1998. It was actually the eighth episode to premiere of the season five, even though it's the fourth episode of season five. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But basically, if you're watching on Hulu, it's the eighth episode of season five even though it's episode 94. Anyways, uh, so, (laughs) yeah, super confusing. Uh, Probably lost a bunch of listeners already. Sorry for whoever's still there. May 9th, (laughs) 1998. This is the same week that the Unabomber was sentenced to four four life sentences, plus an additional 30 years. Uh, And then it was just a few days before uh, 76.3 million people watched the final two-part episode of Seinfeld. Uh, it was entitled The Finale. Uh, <laughs> then uh, T. Leone and uh, Robert Duvall star in a movie, uh, Deep Impact. It was released two months before the more popular, similarly themed movie, Armageddon. And the band Muse releases their first real EP entitled Muse. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember quite a few of those things. I mean, I remember, of course, the Seinfeld finale, which I don't know. Maybe I like it more now. But at the time, I was like huh that's it <laughs> that's it hmm <laughs> i mean it made sense that it ended the way it is now i'll go ahead and do a spoiler alert since it happened what 20 years ago <laughs> but the, of course they end up in jail at the end because they're all horrible people which you know it is true i mean those characters were all pretty bad people when you look at it you know that's just how they are but anyway there's a lot of people that would be locked up in jail for similar things today if uh, if that sitcom rule applied to uh, to Elaine and everybody. Anyway. Right. I feel like they should have got some because it's like they took video of the crime and that should be helpful for the cops to catch the guy who did the crime. That's what I so, thought too. But they laughed at it or something and they yeah, didn't help. Yeah, but 
you know, well, what but a, they kind of how many people on Facebook needed a better lawyer? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but everybody, I think, how many people film other people getting hurt or something like that on Facebook these days, and or YouTube, and then just put it up to get hits and everything. This is where Seinfeld was like actually like prophesizing what was going to happen later on with <laughs> with our civilization. <laughs> well. Well, uh, very cool stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about today's episode. Let's get into the first part, which, of course, was Nathan's favorite part. Newsreel of the stars. Newsreel of the stars. (laughs) (laughs) And I was dedicated. I'm so shocked that they pulled this one out (laughs) to to uh out of nowhere to to show this again to us and i was like oh they had to pad this one it's immediately what i think whenever i think about this stuff because not only was there newsreel of the stars but there was also the extended intro as well so all in all <laughs> i had looked at my timer on my thing it was three minutes into yeah, this that's what episode. i got i was like three minutes of <laughs> three minutes. yeah it seemed like there was only about 15 minutes of actual episodes. Yeah, probably. probably. I think there's there's 18 minutes of time left, but that that includes the credits and the title cards and everything like that. And they did so, a long Pinky and the Brain intro as well. Yeah, so I'm guessing 15 minutes of actual show in this episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I did notice something different, though, in Newsreel of the Stars. Um, since we just talked about recently the episode uh, where they showed everybody in Termite Terrace getting, you know, fired uh i paused it a couple times and i saw what appeared to be the caricatures of tex avery and chuck jones running by which i think we've seen before but it was nice to see those caricatures show up again but i paused it when they're all running away from the warners um and one of the people running away was alfred hitchcock and i think tippy hedron was running away too and those were two celebrities that I had never seen before, and it just happened to pause it just at the right time and saw them running away uh, from all those people when they had the painted mustaches on and everything. So there, I found something new. I didn't think it would be possible, but it happened. Newsreel of the stars in that extended intro. Well, let's go and get into the actual episode, though, itself. We have our first segment, which is Magic Time. Magic Time was written by John P. McCann, was directed by Adu Payton, and John McClanahan. <laughs> Nathan, tell us what happens here in Magic Time. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, we have two magicians. Um, they're kind of like uh, magicians you might know already. Um, you know, former magicians. magicians. Yeah, no, they're not. Like, Siegfried oh, and Roy uh, Perry. Siegfried and Roy. What, what are their names in this though? It's like, it's it's like um some oh. Schnitzel uh, and Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, Floyd <laughs> and Schnitzel and Floyd. I love that. <laughs> that he's the first name very German sounding, and then just yeah. Floyd. <laughs> they both they both have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger accents, so they're very <laughs> they're very Arnold Schwarzenegger or Hans and Franz pump you yeah. up. They keep mm-hmm. talking about the puny little, little baby man, girly man, girly yeah, man. Little, yeah. So uh, these are not nice magicians, though. So they are they have uh, an elephant and they have a lion, but they're they're basically uh, tormenting them and abusing them uh, because they're not mean enough. 
you are to be a big, ferocious lion, like this! And you are to be a crazed, rogue elephant, like this! This is going to be their last show, the lion and uh, elephant. I don't know if that means they kill him after this, or... Because the elephant and lion seem really uh, scared, uh, so that's that's a, that's a little something. I don't know, um, but uh, so then they're on stage and they're like, "All right, we just need uh, some volunteers from the audience. You won't get paid." And immediately the and the Warners all run up on stage and they want to be their volunteers. So uh, they first start pulling things behind their ears, um, and then they just they decide to cut them in half, and then when they cut them in half. Uh, they're gone. There's just there's no one in the box anymore. So that's kind of weird. Uh, and then they they go and do their next thing, which is um they're gonna make the Warners teleport from one box to another box. <laughs> um, except uh the Warners don't appear in the other box. Instead, there's an elephant and a lion in there. And then in the box where the Warners were, they're still in there, but now they're taking a shower. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we never take a trip without freshening up. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, and then, um, I, I think that's it. No. Uh, <laughs> trying to think, like, if, uh, well, if there's, there's the, any other... of course the part where you know they, he's going to turn her, uh, them into a, a, a beautiful girl. Now, on with this show. Before your very eyes, I will transform this lion into what is a pretty girl. Alabama! Hi, I'm a pretty girl. How's it going? I'm a sister. I came along because I couldn't get a date. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> and then they're going to make uh, some char- like some singers appear out of nowhere. Um, and it, they appear with Dot, and Dot's like, just like we practice, and they start, uh, you know, making fun of uh, Floyd and uh, whatever his name, Schnitzel. Um, with a and... Daniel Boone kind of song, too. Which yeah. Is like, it's just, like, <laughs> nice to hear that tune return. Schnitzel and Floyd were magic guys. Yes, magic guys. But they had no class and were pretty easy to despise. <laughs> I think it's the same people, right? Like, yeah. They yeah. were definitely in another episode, these guys. Yes. So and, they're, nice. and they're like, and I, and I, excuse me, listeners, but uh, I, I know they're actually Looney Tunes characters and they appeared in actual classic episode of Looney Tunes as, as some kind of guys <laughs> singing guys <laughs> perhaps i don't know but i know they're from actual looney tunes episodes too um so okay and then after they finish singing uh dot does a little uh, solo thing and does does its horrible note uh which is great to listen to yeah let's uh, let's, let's let's play that right now but i gotta ooh. warn everybody with their headphones on you might want to turn it turn, down just mute it <laughs> because this is this is this might I will not be held, uh, you know, responsible for any broken eardrums for this. So here we go. This is Dot's note. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was awful. <laughs> but uh, she she did it. She uh, used that and she destroyed one of either uh, Floyd or 
but uh, schnitzels. Um, and then in the final uh, attack on these guys, the uh, Warners bring out the lion and elephant, and they give them a flamethrower and a giant mallet, and they all attack uh, the magicians, and then the magicians turn into dust, um, and then they get swept up and then sent to Africa. Um, and then the uh, in Las Vegas, back in Las Vegas, there's a new uh, comedian coming in, um, some someone like Don Rickles kind of guy, and uh, Ron or Don Pickles, I believe, something like that. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh, the Warners run out to his stage too, and oh, I guess he hasn't seen their act before because he's excited and he should have been scared. I guess. So I, they, I, think that's <laughs> I love Don Rickles. He, you know, there's some there's some great documentaries out there on him. He was such he was actually he was an insult comic, but he was actually a really nice guy uh, and just a really funny guy. Of course, many people might you know know him best from uh, being the voice of Mr. Potato Head. Uh, and you can so you can still technically talk to him when you go to Toy Story Mania in Disney World or Disneyland. Uh, by the and you can by the way if you see if you see Buzz if you not Buzz Lightyear if you see Mr. Potato Head talking chances are there's somebody behind the scenes actually getting him to say different things to the crowd and he talks to I hate it when people walk by him thinking it's just a robot but he'll actually respond to you and talk back to you it's really really cool so yay for Don Rickles anyway <laughs> uh, there are some quick little references in here I mean obviously Siegfried and Roy but I mean they land in Africa and they land on the witch's uh, feet or they land on a witch and they say we're not in Kansas anymore so there you go Wizard of Oz stuff um, but other than that, I mean, we talked about Don Rickles and that, that was the main things that really stood out. I mean, this is Siegfried and Roy, uh, have, have either of you ever, I don't suppose either of you have ever seen a Siegfried and Roy show. Have you? No. Nope. No. <laughs> I think I went to Las Vegas shortly after. One of them had been attacked by the lions. I forget which one it was. It was um, Roy. Roy. I, I looked it up. Yeah. I, I think it was, I think I went to their casino. Uh, I say their casino. I think it was the Mirage. I want to say, and I say their casino because they were just plastered everywhere throughout the casino. That's just what happens when you get those casino contracts. They want to promote you so much that they were just like, Siegfried and Roy everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I saw the tigers in a little glass enclosure that they're just like going to the zoo in a casino which was depressing oh, that's cool. <laughs> cool but depressing at the same time yeah i'm sure <laughs> it was not big enough for a tight you know no. like... it was something it was it was it was relatively big it was had like this habitat it was it was cool but yeah but i'm guessing they need like a lot of space probably you know? probably <laughs> most animals do um, but anyway, so, but Siegfried and Roy was never a huge fan of them. I mean, they were always kind of like the, the butt of a lot of jokes throughout the whole nineties. And in fact, there was even a, I think DreamWorks even tried a, a show briefly until like, well, it got canceled cause it was horrible, uh, about the, the lions that Siegfried and Roy had. It was like the whole perspective from the lion's point of view. And like John Goodman voiced one of the lions and everything like that. It was such a weird and really kind of boring show that it got canceled pretty quickly. Aww. And, uh, but anyway, that's, I'm sh and, uh, I forget what it's called. It's not really that important, but they were a cultural, uh, you know, thing. That's for sure. But yeah, 
the sad about the attack. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they kept it. They kept the lion alive. So. Yeah, that's all. I will say that for them. They wanted to. You know, people were saying we need to put the lion down, but they said no, don't do that. So I have to give them that. You know, it's just their natural. I mean, I don't know what made them attack, but it's just what animals do sometimes when they're scared or stressed or yeah um, i know almost everybody who's has even like a dog or a cat gets bitten or scratched you know oh yeah you know, so i have an 80 pound german shepherd I've, i have scars yeah exactly so you can but only he's imagine super sweet but you know sometimes he gets very possessive of his bone and you have to read their body language and you know don't don't push them if you can tell they don't want to be pushed exactly so i i can't even imagine having a like a tiger <laughs> It's no. literally designed to kill people, you know. So they have the strong mouths and jaws, and yeah, they're, they're beautiful though. Yeah, I, I just love animals. <laughs> well, what are your favorite moments from this uh, this episode right here, uh, Kelly? Let's start with you. I liked uh, when when the Animaniacs came back for the what was it the uh, Ron Pickles? Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, this is going to be easy. And they say, yeah, he hasn't seen our act. <laughs> it, I it was. It was. It, and this is uh, animated once again by Star Tunes. It really kind of, moments of it reminded me a lot of, ah, gosh, I don't know, like, like uh, meatball or con- meatballs or consequences or something like that, where they're just kind of like grabbing at their knees, you know, and, uh, doing all that stuff it really it was just cute like they were such they were such annoying little brats and yet so cute at the same time i Um, love meatballs or consequences (laughs) (laughs) also written by john p mccann by the way so there you go so i don't know it it felt maybe it's just my imagination but this felt like a john mccann episode um just felt like his kind of like he does you know he did plain pals he did meatballs are consequences and it really kind of felt like it was the same kind of patter uh which you know in a good way you know i just kind of like felt comfortable and fun if that makes any sense uh nathan what about you um i liked when they uh are pulling things out behind the ears and then they get lobster on the hands and then they uh had to pretend like they meant to do that it was kind of cute When they realized the crowd, like, oh, yes, it was all part of the plan. (laughs) Um, When this originally aired, I guess they didn't have this cartoon ready. Did you read that? Yeah, that Hercule (laughs) Hercule Yako was actually played instead uh, for a while. Yeah, like it was a whole year before this one got shown, I think. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Well, maybe that has something to do with a little bit of the, the weird episode order, perhaps, too. Of that it's in some guides i don't know but it was i think it was worth waiting for it was it ended up wouldn't it be horrible if it was delayed so delayed so long and then it ended up being just unwatchably bad or something (laughs) right but i mean for how long i think it should have been even better but i mean maybe i'm just oh picky picky maybe i'm picky (laughs) i mean for the most part the animation was really strong in this um there's only a couple shots where like Dot looks weird or yeah, something. Yeah, I think one time she turns <laughs> the camera and she's she, her eye eyes look weird or something like that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like the Warners they can, they can immediately look weird if it's in their eyes. Uh, it's such a fine line between 
getting it perfect and getting it wrong. And uh, I'm so glad I'm not a an artist <laughs> or animator, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about criticisms like that. But it's true. It's like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, I think this is just generally, in, just in general, just a really funny episode. I mean, I've... I, I I've done magic tricks for many many years. I've done you know I, I've I've loved magic since I was a little kid, and I'll still do magic shows for you know schools or kids at my school or birthday parties from time to time. I have a whole trunk full of magic tricks that you know in, in the garage. I love it. I love magic. Never been a big fan of Siegfried and Roy, and it was nice to see that these kind of uh, guys who are abusing these animals were taken down a peg and in fact burnt up into ashes before they were <laughs> reassembled in Africa somehow <laughs> miraculously. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it was a, a funny episode. And uh, do you guys have any parting thoughts on magic time before we move on to our pinky in the brain segment? All right. So um, I liked the very beginning when you scrolling through the, the Las Vegas, uh, you see all the people on the slot machines. Um, just some really good animation there. Just it's really depressing. It is depressing going to Vegas. <laughs> going to Vegas. I remember going there for the first time and seeing people on the slot, like the slot machines, and it looks exactly like this. These you you kind of have this glamorized picture of what it feels like to go to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And when you finally walk in <laughs> there, and you see these old people that have obviously been sitting there their entire day not getting the payout and then, hey, don't be ageist it may not always be old people they're just sad people i should meant to say sad people <laughs> sad people <laughs> um i lost Didn't vegas one of the screens say go home to your mother i it mean said, um, uh, go home to your wife call, your, said, call wife. your wife that was wife. that was the jackpot that he got but kept going past <laughs> Um, um and yeah las vegas i like to call it lost wages oh oh did, nathan did you come up by that with that all no, by I yourself did, I, yeah. I did not at are you all. sure are you sure oh frisky okay. dingo what <laughs> what did you say That's it. i said frisky dingo i don't know what frisky dingo means that's going over cartoon so oh it's a cartoon <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> that you're a frisky dingo. What? Okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our last segment for today. And it is The Brain's Apprentice. And The Brain's Apprentice was written by Randy Rogel. It was directed by Barry Caldwell, Greg Reyna, and Ron Fleischer. And this is also the final Star Tunes cartoon of Animaniacs and the final Pinky in the Brain cartoon featured on Animaniacs. Of course, there was other Pinky in the Brain cartoons and our spin spinoff, but when it comes <laughs> to being featured on this show, it was the last time we saw Pinky in the Brain. Kelly, tell us what happens here in The Brain's Apprentice. This is this is an interesting Pinky in the Brain because there's really no dialogue. Um, it's all pretty much to um, music. And... I guess the um, piece of music is The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And Pinky Pinky's watching TV and completely zoned out. And Brain's working on his latest uh, plan. And he's making a robot. So he's got all his charts drawn up and his mathematical equations. And he's got this uh, elaborate machine. 
and he produces a robot. And Pinky sort of gets away from the TV and starts to take an interest in what's going on. But the robot doesn't do anything. He just stands there. So Brain looks back at his equations and tries to figure out what has gone wrong. And then he goes in, off into another room and slams the door. So Pinky realizes that the uh, electrical plug has is not in the socket. I guess it's sort of loose and it had come out. So he puts it back in and tapes it and the robot starts to work. And he starts to mimic Pinky's movements and they end up walking around and um, copying each other and then Pinky gets him to shake the refrigerator and gets all the, the cheese out and then Pinky's eating the cheese and getting a big belly so happy. But and, by the way, how much cheese do these lab people have in their refrigerator? There was a massive amount of cheese. Maybe it's for feeding the mice. I don't, I don't know. know but it's way too much <laughs> but cheese. But they only I have just, two. I know. So. There's only two mice in this whole whatever. Well, I marveled that when he shook the refrigerator, cheese was the only thing that yeah, fell out. Like, he, everything else stayed in. Yeah, there were still some just, bottles and stuff in cheese. there. Yeah, that's a smart robot. So, um,. So, anyways, um, but then, well, what was it? Another button got switched or something. Oh, the robot accidentally, um, when he's moving around and mimicking Pinky's movements, um, hits another button and uh, hits mass, mass produce. And um, isn't that what it said? Yeah, something along those mass, lines. Mass produce. Make a lot of them. And, yeah. So. <laughs> So the machine just starts spitting out all these robots and uh, like tons of them, all these little carbon copies of each other. And Pinky doesn't realize it at first. And then they start marching towards the White House and go into the president's office and up his desk. And he, he all of a sudden is being held hostage by these little tiny robots who are like maybe six inches tall. Um, <laughs> holding pins to his head yeah. and um, wanting him to sign uh, away the uh, his power to the brain and he's sitting there sweating and you know trying to figure out what to do and meanwhile the brain is completely ignorant of all of this and he's really close to world domination and he doesn't even know it and uh, he comes out and sees all these little robots and he's like oh no 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 and then he hits uh, the button to deactivate them and Pinky tries to stop him and show him on the TV where the special report is talking about how robots have taken over the White House but it's too late Brain's already deactivated them and it's only then he realizes that uh, he almost had control and uh, almost overpowered the president and his face he just looks so crestfallen <laughs> it's really really sad and um all the robots just kind of fall over and uh, are inactive now and pinky i love the part at the very end because pinky just kind of like wants to make him feel better <laughs> so he hands him the fly swatter and the brain yeah. just slams it down <laughs> all the way through pinky which 
it's like it was like sweet at the, but at the same time it's like oh brain you're a jerk like he didn't, wasn't he tried to warn you if anything Peaky really really helped this time and he was trying so hard to help the brain at the very end uh, despite all of his actions of messing things up um of course this is a parody of the the sorcerer's apprentice from fantasia like we mentioned and a lot of the shots are very similar to that cartoon uh either of you ever watched the movie fantasia the I should say the whole way through because I think most people have seen it like segments. <laughs> I think yeah, I've seen it all no. the way. No, I I tried to watch it all the way through one time, but I I got restless. It's it's a it's hard to get through these days, you know. And of course, there was the sequel, uh, Fantasia, two thousand. Back in two thousand, when it was cool to call things two thousand at the end of it. <laughs> Which I think I think there was Fantasia 2000 and Godzilla 2000. <laughs> so, Blues Brothers 2000. Blues Brothers 2000. I forgot about <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000. I'm sure there's more too. Well, the Sorcerer's Apprentice was in both versions, I believe. So you know, because it's like, well, let's just rerun the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia 2000 because that's the one people know. So we'll show that, and then we'll show other animation too. But uh, Fantasia itself, I mean just a marvelous uh, piece of animation and different animation styles and I think I've seen all the different bits of Fantasia but just separated out into chunks maybe I've sat down and watched the whole thing all the way through but it's almost, I don't know I can't imagine I know it was re-released into theaters in the 90s I, I want to say, maybe maybe early 2000s and I don't know, I couldn't. I can't imagine actually sitting down I think I might I might fall asleep because it's such pretty music I would just kind of gradually doze off in a dark theater that would be just me but anyway uh, but I really like some of the shots especially I mean like there's the part where instead of the brooms uh, with Mickey you get very similar eyes and, and you know movements of Pinky uh, he's trying to like hold them back and they force the door down and tromp you know, on top of Pinky the same way and of course at the end where the brain pushes his hands back like uh the, oh god what's his name his name's uh disney backwards yed sid or yed, yed sid, i can't even how do you ever pronounce disney's name backwards that's yen you, sid. say it again yen sid yen sid yes thank you it's too late for me to be doing uh backwards talking anyway yen sid the, the wizard pushes the water back and of course the brain does it very similarly with the robots which i thought was cool I really like this cartoon. I thought it was really beautiful at times and really funny at the same time. But what did you guys think? Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I was impressed at the, you know, the animation. And um, I mean, there's no dialogue, but you get the story like really well. Um, and it's, it's a good music. It's kind of it gets in your head. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And it, he came so close to taking over the world. Um, I should say... Pinky did because Pinky's the genius. He's the one that figured it out. It was unplugged. You know, how hard is that to figure it out, Brain? Come on. Uh, and then, you know, Brain, if you're, if you're going to make a device like this, you should label your things more clearly, make it easier to turn off and on. You know, come on, be a genius. Uh, that's it. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I uh, I thought it was really cute, and um, I thought Brain looked a little weird, um, though, as far as the animation goes. There were some ones, yeah. 
like yeah. Toward, yeah. at that last shot i thought he looked weird yeah the, the uh, facial yeah, expressions face. the facial expressions were definitely more exaggerated in this one but i think i wasn't i didn't mind that you know the eyes are kind of stretchier and i think it just comes from the way that star tunes did their stuff mm-hmm. and i kind of i just used to that style um it was different and sometimes pinky looked a little off and everything but i just went with the flow i was just like okay this is just a different artist interpretation but yeah, yeah. it didn't distract me or anything it was kind of like hmm that's a little different and yeah. then i went on yeah so, uh but i i i liked the animation of all the little robots and everything i thought they were really cute awesome yeah it, all in all it was just a really good way i think it was a good send-off of uh pinky in the brain i think um and of course it's not just i was listening the second time through and uh first time i was like okay yeah i get it. it's the sorcerer's apprentice music but throughout it you'll hear little bits of the pinky and the brain theme splashed into it you know from time to time um and there were sound effects of course in it but i just really admired the fact that the majority of this had no sound effects you know there's like moments where it's just richard stone just composing and just doing the orchestra uh, and every little action, the sound effects were mostly from the instruments themselves. So I, I really admired that, too. So really, really cool uh, Pinky and the Brain cartoon. It really stood out from the rest. One of these days I'll ask when I see Randy or Gell again, either in person or maybe we'll get him on the show sometime. I'm going to ask him a little bit about how he wrote this episode. Uh, with you know, And how did he compose it or did he just kind of like get the original score and then like write out the actions to it i don't know it was just interesting how that would all come about well let's go ahead and get to this episode's water tower rating what do you guys think out of five water towers how many would you give this episode uh kelly let's start with you it's really tough. Um, I will give it three and a half. Uh, I'd probably go with four, but out of respect to Nathan, uh, since I had to do real of the stars, <laughs> I have to knock you for that. <laughs> just for just for respect to Nathan. Um, but uh, you know, and it was really basically the two segments, and um, but I thought they were real strong and. You know, really enjoyable. We had Pinky in the Brain and the the Warner siblings, so some of the the best characters. Absolutely, Nathan. What about you? All right. Well, I'm going three. Um, I would do higher again, but you know, Kelly called it. It's that newsreel, <laughs> the stars, and and you have the extended uh, intro. Come on, what are you doing? That three minutes more of Pinky in the Brain, please. Thank you. It was. I mean, it is kind of funny how. The, I mean how there is so, so much filler in this but you know kelly had respect to nathan i have no respect for nathan he's my little brother <laughs> so i'm giving this a four four water tower rating <laughs> not knocking this down a half water tower four for me i really i thought the segments were so strong uh and yeah there was a lot of filler but uh i really really laughed a lot at the things i thought i really liked the animation and um it was just really good overall so there you have it. We're, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. But well, we all, it averages out to three and a half. So there, there we go. go. It all <laughs> averages out. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to some poll results from last week. And last week we asked the audience, 
Now that Animaniacs is getting a reboot, which of these following series would you like to see rebooted next? And of course we added, with Tom Ruger's involvement, of course. Uh, And so the choices were Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, Road Rovers, or Hysteria. 3% said Road Rovers. 4% said Hysteria. But of course, the top two were Tiny Toons and Freakazoid. Freakazoid got 39% of the vote, and Tiny Toons got 54% of the vote. And there were quite a few votes on this one, uh, you know, about twice or sometimes even three times as many that we sometimes get. So a lot of uh, people who really, I think, would like to see a reboot of uh, definitely either Freakazoid or Tiny Toons. Um, So what do you guys think? Which of those series would you like to see? Of course, with Tom being involved in some you know, a nice big way, I should say. Uh, what would you like to see those series rebooted? Kelly, what do you think? Tiny Toons. All right, why Tiny Toons? Uh, it has Spielberg cameos. and <laughs> um, <laughs> But also, even aside from that, I, I always like Tiny Toons. I, um, before Animaniacs came out, I, I watched it pretty regularly, and... Uh, then of course I'd watch them back to back when uh, they were both on the the television. But uh, I just I like the characters and the songs and introduced me to they might be giants. It's always so, a bonus. Yep. <laughs> Nathan, what about you? I voted for Freakazoid because I love Freakazoid. I like superhero things. I would love to see more Freakazoid. Uh, there's all those villains. I still don't know who they are. That's true. I, they had some like, villains that were never really gone through and of course exactly. like the freakazette they never went to an episode with the freakazette right? i wanted to see freakazette so bad like there was a bunch that could be done i so remember I think there's as, a lot of stories with it i remember as kids we kept watching like waiting for the freakazette like did we miss that episode and it, was, it just drove me crazy as a kid like anyway um i voted freakazoid as well just because even though i think i honestly think tiny tunes would be rebooted before freakazoid mm. but i think Freakazoid has a little bit, you know, they, there's a lot of superhero stuff going on right now. So yeah. why not have Freakazoid around to parody it in a weird, abstract way? And uh, I just, I think Freakazoid was kind of ahead of its time in some ways. And uh, Yeah, and I think it was cut cut too soon, you know? It's, it's, yeah, it only had two seasons, so. Yeah, there's so much more to the stories that they could have done. I don't know how much, like Tiny Toons, like every episode is like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you. Know, you. I, they're enjoyable. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've got the stories down from them, you know? All right, all right. <laughs> well, Nathan, tell us, what do we got? What's our What's our poll for this week? All right, well, we just had our last Pinky in the Brain so we're going to have our last pinky in the brain round unless we do a finals, which we also might do. Uh, but uh, favorite pinky in the brain uh, segment, round five. Uh, so we had the cranial crusader. That was the one where uh, the brain dresses up basically like Batman. There's uh, don't tread on us where they're trying to fix the constitution. So that brain is the ruler and the brain's apprentice, which we just saw today. So, I mean, if you forgot that one already, like, <laughs> come on. Might need to see a doctor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you can make your voice heard by simply going to twitter.com slash animaniacast or going to hashtag animaniacast poll. Well, let's go to get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? 
day. You can find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And, um, and I mostly tweet about uh, Sequest, Spielberg, and John Williams lately. <laughs> and because uh, these are great things in my life. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> also email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. Nathan, what about you? I'm on Twitter, Joey. Uh, JangoFT, that's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, a little bit on Reddit. And, of course, over at Discord, you can talk to us there, discord.animaniacast.com. You can join the RetroZap group and uh, talk to uh, you know us and uh, other podcast podca- podcasters. <laughs> you can talk to us and other podcasters. Uh, and writers of RetroZap.com over there and talk about all different sorts of pop culture things. And I'm not just saying this. It's a really positive community, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. So head on over there, uh, hang out with us, and have some fun. And speaking of RetroZap, don't forget to head over to RetroZap.com. We are a very proud member of the RetroZap podcasting community. Uh, Check out RetroZap for tons of different podcasts, whether it's Star Wars, video games, movies, tons of other stuff. It's all over at RetroZap.com. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Ah, that was an okay stunt. But can you cut the federal deficit while increasing government spending? Now that would be a trick.